Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Very happy to be here. Today uh, we will do a lot of uh, practice to put into practical knowledge the theoretical knowledge we have talked about. Uh, yesterday we have already practiced the one-pointed concentration, uh, taming the mind or riding this horse, uh, learning how to uh, stabilize it, how to make it uh, clear and steady so we can investigate into the, the knowledge that we need. So we will start with this practice. We will sit a little bit longer, like 10 minutes, uh, and then I will give some extra theory and then we will continue with the practices uh, to start to do the investigation and uh, to see if it is possible for us to see the difference between uh, something that is stable and aware and something that is changing and temporary. All right? Any questions or requests before we start? Okay. So we are welcome to sit in a comfortable way. If it's uh, not comfortable for you to sit, you can also lie down, but don't, just don't fall asleep. So take a few moments to arrange your posture. After you found a comfortable posture, make sure the body is comfortable and relaxed. You can relax the tension and the effort. Let the breath be natural and gentle. And then check the quality of your mind, how it is this morning. Our mind changes all the time, so every time we can check again how it is. <coughs> so if you check how is the mind and you see there is a lot of uh, movement or uneasiness. If you feel uh, that it's difficult to concentrate because your attention goes away all the time. Then we can say the mind is under the influence of rajas, under a lot of movement. Or if you feel uh, tired, that you feel that you have to make a lot of effort to follow what I say or to stay awake, then the mind is under the influence of tamas. Sometimes if we eat too much, it happens. And then maybe the mind is uh, quiet, mostly quiet and clear, steady. This is the influence of sattva. And it's not important, it doesn't matter what we see, what condition the mind is in. It is important for us to be able to notice it and to see what is needed in the practice and how the practice influences the state of the mind. And now just remind yourself that this is a practice, that what we are doing, we are taming our horse, taming the mind, learning how to control it, how to use it better so it will serve us later for our investigation. And let's just uh, remind ourselves that we have the ability 
to, to direct the mind by directing attention. So see that you can direct attention to the palms of the hands. And then move the attention to the breath. Then move attention to the tongue in the mouth. See that this is a mental action that you are doing. You are directing the horse. You decide where it goes. Then move the attention to what the eyes see when they are closed. Now move your attention to the sense of hearing or the sounds around you. And now direct the attention back to the natural breath. So you saw this mental action. You saw that this is your choice. That if you decide to direct attention to somewhere, you can do it. And now our, our practice is to hold the attention on one thing. Like directing the horse into, towards one direction. In this case, in the direction of the natural breath. So continue directing attention to the natural breath. And see that when your attention is on the breath, you become aware of what is going on in the breath. And you can identify when air is coming in and air is going out. Every time you notice that air is coming in, after you have noticed, mentally say air in or inhale. And of course you can use your own language. After you have noticed that air goes out, mentally say air out or exhale. And continue like this. Keep directing the mind, directing the horse towards the breath. Identifying again and again if it is inhale or exhale. If air is coming in or air is going out. Just like a rider, you will notice your mind wanting to go to different places. Maybe it wants to go to thoughts, maybe to some sounds, maybe to the flies. You will see this, uh, the movement of the attention to different places. And then, just like a trained rider, pull a little bit the reins. Direct the attention back to the breath. And you will see that your mind will immediately follow. And then become aware of the breath again. And then again, identify when air is coming in and air is going out. It doesn't matter what force is working to take your attention away. Even if you are falling asleep, if you want, you can still put extra effort to direct the mind back to the breath. This is your choice. This is your power. Use it. Develop it. And you will become the master of the mind.
and you will be able to use it later for the investigation that we need. So we continue in silence for another 10 minutes. Attention on the breath. Air in, air out. Doesn't matter how many times the attention goes away. Every time you identify that it went to somewhere else, gently pull the reins, direct the attention back towards the breath. We continue in silence, 10 minutes.
again and again keep directing the attention towards the natural breath doesn't matter which thoughts are coming which emotions whatever takes your attention away when you want you can choose to direct the attention back to the breath
gently release your attention. Deepen the breath. Check the quality of your mind. How do you feel now after the practice? And then when you feel ready, please open your eyes. Okay, so a little bit of morning meditation. How is your horse doing today? It's okay? Was listening to you? So yes so? And no. Yes and no. <laughs> when you wanted, did he listen to you? No. Yes. Yes. But I, again and again, it had to rain it in because mm -hmm. it was very curious about getting. <laughs> but this will always be. Even a well-trained mind still wants to go like a well-trained horse. It, st it still looks around. It still wants to go different places. Yeah. And a well-trained rider just knows these little nudges, you know, on the reins. And the horse stays on course. So it's exactly like that. Okay, so um, it will always go away and we always bring back. And uh, what, we, what is important for us is that we bring back. It doesn't matter how many times it went away. Only matters that when we want to bring back, we can do it. And were you able to see the effort that is needed sometimes that uh, to pull it back, to direct it back to the breath? Uh, this effort develops our ability. Uh, if it was easy, then no ability would develop. So it's this, uh, this is the training. Uh, any other remarks, uh, experiences, questions about this practice? Uh, as I said yesterday, for me, this is the uh, most fundamental practice uh, in yoga. And uh, to start the day with five minutes like this will change your life. Uh, you will see, you will be able to do everything you want. Because for everything we want to do, attention is the first thing that is needed. Even to make coffee, <laughs> you need attention. If you do it with attention, you make better coffee. Then if you do it, uh, you know, thinking about other stuff. So uh, everything you will want to do in life, everything you will want to learn, uh, you will be able to do better with attention. Even um, when you have bothering thoughts or things like this, if you can control your attention, you can direct it back to what you're doing. So, I don't know, you're driving and you have a lot of noise in your mind. You will see that you will be able to direct the attention back to the driving. And then every time you will do it, this noise will go down. It will come up again. And then what you do? Again, direct the attention back to the driving. And you will see uh, what the influence of this uh, ability on your uh, life. Questions? So let's uh, remind ourselves where we are. Uh, we are on the journey to Kaivalya, the journey to freedom. We said that freedom is to be alone or to be pure, which means to be completely not bound, not covered by anything that is different than us. This is the freedom that yoga talks about. It doesn't talk about this temporary freedom that we get when we go to a seminar or vacation or when we feel good. This is not the freedom, but the freedom is to self-realize um, 
or to realize our true self, to uh, know our nature as separated from all other things. And our nature has very specific, very special characteristic, different than all the other things. Our nature is constant, is stable, is eternal, is unchanging, and it is aware. And all other things, whether they are mind stuff, like thoughts, ideas, memory, whether they are our body or material stuff, all of them have different nature, all of them are um, changing, are temporary, and they are unaware. So, to uh, go towards uh, Kaivalya, we must uh, gain the knowledge of who we are, and to gain the knowledge of who we are, we must um, develop the ability to investigate and distinguish between these two things, and the ability to act from the place of awareness, because we said our actions, they uh, decide or they uh, make our identifications. So um, we must learn how to act from an, a conscious place, and then we become identified with this, uh, with being this consciousness, this unchanging place. And we saw that if we act differently according to the kleshas, um, according to what the mind wants, our identification with the mind and the body and the desires and aversions, every time we act according to this, we go towards the samsara, towards uh, the path of boga, the path that uh, leads us to uh, more repetitive action because we all the time have to gain another thing and another thing in order to uh, avoid suffering and to be happy and uh, towards more uh, connection with material world, with our mind, with uh, more identification with our mind and the body, and all of this. So this is where we are. Any questions about this? Yeah, the journey is clear? Yeah, makes sense? Okay, good. <laughs> uh, let us just remind the whole, the whole of it. Okay. So, this is the whole way to Kaivalya. By 1.30 today, we said we're going to reach here. Uh, we've been here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's enough time. I'm not worried. <laughs> we have been here in the techniques. We, you have already practiced asana this morning, and now we have practiced meditation, and we made the mind a little bit more steady and more clear. Uh, so, we have reached let's say, this place of clear mind. Now, what we have to do is to learn how to investigate, to do the samyama, uh, how to investigate, uh, especially what we need. We can investigate different things in life, but for our journey towards Kaivalya, we need to investigate something very special. We need to investigate the difference between what is contestant or between ourselves and all the other temporary things. So this is what we are going to do now. We're going to do it in little steps. Um, hopefully, and then we will discuss every time, every, uh, after every step to see, to make sure that you understand. So please, if you don't understand, ask questions. It is uh, very important for me that you go from here with something that you can use later, that you know how to use, and you can keep practicing at home. And uh, then we will see all the rest of the things. So ready for another practice?
this okay so this practice is uh, what I call analytical meditation is I'm going to uh, direct uh, investigation into some very like special things that we want to see so just follow my instructions you can sit in a comfortable way you can lie down whatever is comfortable for you just really try to follow the instructions so close your eyes may I find a comfortable posture make sure the body and the breath are relaxed And when you feel ready, direct your attention to the breath. And see that when your attention is on the breath, you become aware of what is going on in the breath. And you can follow each inhale and each exhale. Now try to follow each inhale from the moment it, it starts, it starts during the inhale until it ends. And then follow each exhale from the moment it starts during until it ends. And now start to see that each inhale and exhale have a temporary existence. The inhale start, continues and ends. And then exhale start, continues and ends. So there is a process of inhale that is temporary and there is a process of ex exhale that is temporary. Now see that you are aware of the inhale and the exhale. And now check, are you that is aware of every inhale and exhale, do you end when the inhale ends? Do you start when the exhale starts? You who is aware of the breath, do you end when the exhale ends? Do you start again when the inhale starts? And see that you that is aware of the breath, you are all the time there. You are all the time aware. 
and it is the inhale and the exhale that are temporary. They start and end, start and end. But you, who is looking at the breath, who is aware of the breath, you are always there, just watching the same. Check if you, who is aware of the breath, do you change when it is inhale or exhale? Does it matter for you, you who is looking at the breath, who is observing the breath, does it matter for you if there is inhale or exhale? And see that you that is aware, you who is aware, you are all the time the same, just aware, in the same way, all the time. And it is only the inhale and the exhale that are changing. Observe this. And now you can play with the breath. Try to take deeper breath or shorter breath. Play with the breath and check if you that is observing the breath, does it influence your ability to observe? Does it change you when you play with the breath? And see that you, who is observing the breath, you stay the same. It is the breath that is changing. And maybe the feeling of the breath is changing. But you, who is looking at the breath, you are there the same, only looking. The breath is what is changing. Then release the breath, release the attention. Take a deep breath and when you feel ready, open your eyes. Okay. So just to make sure we all uh, understood this uh, investigation, were you able to see that you're the one looking at the breath? Yeah, was it clear? Were you able to see that each inhale and each exhale is temporary? It, it starts, continues and ends? Start, continues and ends? Very good. You that observed the breath, did you end when exhale ended? Did you end when uh, inhale, uh, inhale ended or exhale ended? No. What did you discover? <laughs> were you able to see it? You were there all the time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Only observing? Very good. And it was the breath that was changing, one time inhale, one time exhale. Were you able to see it? Yes? Very good. Okay, so already we are, uh, we are approaching the knowledge that we want, that there is something that is constant and stable, 
and something that is changing. You agree? Yeah, and it was not so difficult, right? Good. So this is the first step. Any questions about this? Okay. We are going to do the same investigation with different things because remember we said we have to see that we are different from everything. From the body, from the senses, from the mind, from the thoughts, the ideas, all of this we will have to check. So we will check it slowly with different things. Hopefully we will uh, be able to see it clearly on everything. Okay, ready for the next step? So, again, sit in a comfortable way or lie down, whatever is comfortable for you. Make sure the breath and the body are relaxed. And then when you feel ready, move your attention to the sense of hearing, to the sounds around you and see that you become aware of sounds. And now start to see that all sounds are changing all the time. Sometimes it's the wind, sometimes it's a fly, sometimes it's a car. Sometimes it's me talking. Sometimes it's a bird. See how all sounds are changing and temporary, coming and going. Now see that you are the one that is aware of the sounds. You are observing the sounds. And check. Do you, the one that is aware of the sounds, do you end when a sound ends? For example, if uh, the tweeting of the bird ends, do you end? Or the sound of the car and do you end? Do you start again when a new sound comes up? Check if you that is aware of the sounds. Do you change when the sound change? When the sounds change? And see that you who is aware of the sounds, you are all the time the same. You are just aware of sounds. And it is the sound, that they are the sounds that are changing. Sounds coming and going, transforming, moving. But you who is aware of the sounds, you are there all the time the same, only aware. 
See how the sounds are many. They can be many and different. But you who is aware, you are always one. And you are always the same. Only aware, that is all. The change is in the sounds. Not only in you that is aware, you are the same. Constant and aware. Then release your attention from the sounds. Take a deep breath. And when you feel ready, open your eyes. Okay. What did you discover? Are the sounds changing? Yeah? Do they start and end? Yeah, and you that observed the sounds, did you end when the sound ended? No. Were you able to see it? Very good. Hmm? The same thing again. Do you agree? I need some nodding, something to yeah, some <laughs> to know I'm not alone in this lecture. <laughs> All right. We are only the ones that observe. We listen. We are aware of the sounds. The sounds are many. They are coming and going, changing all the time. But we continue to be aware the same way. Were you able to see it? Very good. So now we know also with a sense perception that we are different than that. We are aware and what we perceive is the changing uh, element, the changing has the changing nature. Any questions about this? Okay. So what do you think if we do it with uh, tastes and smells and uh, sights? Will it be the same? Yes, the same with body sensations, okay? So we're not going to do it now, but you can play with it later if you want. And you will see also when you eat, the taste change. But you who is aware of the taste, you stay the same. And maybe the feeling of the taste, they are different. But you who is aware, you stay the same. So, uh, now we will take it the uh, next step. Uh, we're going to check, um, do the same investigation, but now towards the mind. To see, are we different than the mind? Does the mind have one characteristic of being temporary and changing? And then do we have this other characteristic of being aware? Uh, to work with the mind, we have to create uh, artificial thoughts. And then we will create artificial emotions. Uh, only to make it easier for us to investigate. Because it's a little bit more subtle. And if we are not well trained, we will not be able to see it. But uh, after you realize it here, then you will be able also to see it in your practice, in your daily practice or in your daily life. But for now, we are going to do it artificially. First, we are going to do it with thoughts. Then we will uh, take a short break, discuss, and then we continue with emotions. All right? Ready? Good. So again, sit or lie down as you wish. Okay, so uh, thoughts are mental sentences 
that uh, we like say mentally and they come in words thoughts are always connected to words so uh, I will in the beginning instruct you which thoughts to create and just mentally create them and if you it feels difficult to create the thoughts don't worry about it it's only because we are not uh, maybe used to do it but uh, it is possible so uh, bring the thought what a wonderful day think it like a sentence sentence what a wonderful day and see that you can be aware of this sentence aware of this thought what a wonderful day you can repeat it a few times See that this thought has a beginning and an end. It starts with a what and ends with a day. What a wonderful day. And now create the thought, what a horrible day. And see that you can become aware of this thought also. And see that this thought also has a beginning and an end. What a horrible day. Now create a thought. I am a wonderful person. And see again that this thought has a beginning and an end. And you are the one that is aware of this thought. And then think, I am a horrible person. And see that you can become aware of this thought also. And now continue independently to create these short thoughts. You can do a list of groceries. Or just think, uh, tomorrow I have to take the dog to the vet. Or just create this play with different thoughts. And see that if each thought has a beginning and an end. Each thought is different. And then check. You who is aware of the thoughts. Do you end when one thought ends? Do you start again when a new thought comes? And see that you who is aware of the thought, you are all the time just aware in the same way. And it is the thoughts that are changing. The thoughts has beginning, have beginning and end. But you who is aware of the thought, who observes the thoughts, you stay the same. It doesn't even matter what the topic of the thought is. I can think, uh, I like cucumber, I don't like coffee, whatever. 
and see that you who is aware of the thoughts you stay the same only aware and the thoughts are the one that are changing check it play with whatever thoughts you want And then we can create some, uh, you know, a little bit more difficult thoughts, maybe. Like, uh, uh, I cannot handle it. It's too much. I want to kill myself. I hate this person. I love this person. Don't create these crazy thoughts. And see if they influence you. Maybe these thoughts have different feelings. But you who is aware of the thoughts, if you check, you will see that you stay the same. It is only the thoughts that are changing. You can bring your most horrible thoughts that you have during life or during the day and check. And you can see that you are completely different than the thoughts. The thoughts come and go, they are temporary. But you, you are the one who is aware of the thoughts. You are not the thoughts. You have a different nature. You are aware all the time the same. Only the thoughts are changing. Okay. Then release your attention, release the thoughts. You can think a happy thought if you need. <laughs> Not to finish with crazy thoughts. And then uh, take a deep breath. And when you feel ready, open your eyes. <clears throat> okay. Were you able to create uh, different thoughts? Yeah, it's possible. Did you see that all thoughts have a beginning and an end? And that they are changing? They can be different topics? Yes? And uh, did, were you the one that is aware of the thoughts? Were you able to see that you are aware of the thoughts? Were you changing when the thoughts changed? Did you change? Did you end when a thought ended? Did you start again when a new thought came? Hmm? What is your conclusion? No. no. You were able to see that you are only the one that is aware and the thoughts come and go? Yes, because it's more subtle mm -hmm. and we are very much uh, used to being identified with our thoughts. With because sounds. Bodily sensations, kind of. Yeah. Uh -huh, yeah, because they create different feelings and in a moment we are going to go to the emotions and then we will see it there. That the emotions are also just changing. But uh, were you able to see that you are aware of the thoughts and the thoughts can be many and they can be different topics and they can be uh, very wonderful thoughts? Or very horrible thoughts 
but did they influence you who observe your ability to observe no you were the same only observing and the thoughts are changing and uh just uh, let's talk for one minute how is this important for our daily life if we understand this if we every day we sit for five minutes and we check it we bring different thoughts and we see that the thoughts are different than us that they are changing and temporary and they don't influence us and we are the same doesn't matter what thought there is in the system in the mind how is this important for our daily life how do thoughts influence you today create emotions. We create emotions and then how do emotions influence us decisions of actions very good how many times our actions depend on our thoughts if I have the thought that uh, I cannot handle it then I stop doing or I think this person is horrible then I stop talking to him yeah, they we are used to act according to our thoughts or I think this is difficult then I don't do anymore but if I realize that uh, these thoughts they say nothing about me or about the um, or they don't change me then whatever thought there is I will see I will be able to see that it is temporary that it is changing now I think it is very difficult yesterday I thought it was very easy and wonderful I will be able to see how all thoughts are changing and when I want to act I will be able to act from this conscious place from this aware place that is not changing not influenced but by what we think and uh, then we will realize uh, how much ability and freedom we have to act in the world but when we are acting according to our thoughts we are uh, all the time uh, we are not constant because thoughts are changing all the time and we see the confusion that so many people have uh, because they depend on the thoughts instead of depending on themselves that it's a much more stable thing any questions yes to a certain extent these thoughts are not bad for example when i go to a lake and i think i cannot swim i should listen to that thought before going in mm -hmm. yeah so we didn't say that the thoughts are bad yeah, yeah. okay mm -hmm. we said that they are temporary and changing and different than ourselves and then some cases when i look at the lake and i know i cannot swim mm -hmm. of course i'm not going to swim but uh, many other times it can be that I know how to swim but I don't know I don't there is other thoughts that are uh, preventing me from swimming that maybe they are not so important and so in these cases where we want the we want the freedom to act according to the situation and we will talk more about how to act uh, from this uh, conscious place how it looks like and how we do it okay good thoughts are not bad yeah, they will be there and maybe another thing that is worth saying uh, there is a big difference between thought thoughts and thinking thinking is using the mind to to decide what to do for example to say uh, I, uh, the lake is deep I don't know how to swim it's better I don't go in this is using the mind to think mm -hmm. but thoughts are these uh, uh, things these things that come up that we don't choose that they come up voluntarily uh, involuntarily uh, okay. they like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like we wake up in the morning mm -hmm. and immediately we have a lot of thoughts in the head did you, we choose to think that no we didn't choose to think it just this thought came 
thoughts came up. So these kind of thoughts, they're mostly not so useful for our daily life. Thinking is useful, but these uh, spontaneous thoughts, they are just uh, always um, uh, like the remains of the past or just uh, things that uh, indicate of our past experiences, but uh, many times they are not uh, useful in the present. But this is another topic <laughs> when we investigate more about the mind. Uh, other questions? Okay. So now we are going to check emotions. And emotions are more subtle and we are much more identified with our emotions. So uh, it will maybe be a little bit more difficult to see the difference between us that uh, observe and the emotions that are changing. But anyway, know that uh, it's not because it's not like that. It's because we are just not uh, trained enough in our ability to see. But with the training, you will always be, you will also be able to see that uh, emotions are changing and you are the one that is observing the emotions and you are uh, not changing. It is only the emotions. But let's see and uh, let's try and see if it, uh, we can do it now. So again, uh, sit or lie in a comfortable way. And again, we're going to create uh, emotions artificially, so they're not going to be so powerful and exciting like in the daily life when they come up spontaneously. So don't worry about it. Just try to follow the instructions and let's see what happens. Okay. So uh, think of something uh, pleasant or happy that happened in the past. Or imagine something very pleasant or very happy that is going to happen in the future. If you need, you can think that you finally get something you long time wanted or something like that. And see happiness coming in the system. And you can feel this happiness in the system, in everything. You, will, you can feel it in the body, how it expands. You can feel it in the breath. You can feel it in the mind. Everything expands. Everything becomes happiness. Think that you got the, the thing that you wanted most in your life and you finally have it. See that you are the one that is aware of this feeling of happiness. Now think of something sad that happened in the past or something sad that is going to happen in the future. If you need, you can imagine someone you love dying or your dog dying or something like this and bring sadness to the system. And see that you can feel this sadness everywhere. It's this contraction in the body, in the breath, in the mind, everything contracts, everything becomes sad. And see that you are the one that is aware of this emotion now, of this feeling.
Now think of someone you love or a place you love and see love coming in the system. Think you are together with somebody you really love or in a place you really love. And see this expansion created in the system, in the body, in the breath, in the mind. See that you are aware of this feeling of love. And now think of uh, something uh, that makes you angry. Maybe something in the past that happened that made you angry. Or imagine a situation in the future that is going to make you angry. If you need, you can imagine your partner with your best friend in the bed. Something like that. Whatever makes you angry. And feel anger in the system, this emotion. And see how everything contracts now. And see that you are the one that is aware of anger. You can feel it everywhere. And now continue independently creating different emotions. So you can repeat the same emotions or you can play with new ones. You see how to create them. Just think about something that brings this emotion up. You can uh, bring fear, excitement, different emotions, whatever you want. And see how all emotions have a beginning and an end. And they are many and they are changing. And check. Are you... Do you, who is aware of the thought or of the emotion, of the feeling? Do you end when one emotion end, ends? Do you change, you who is observing? Do you change when the emotions change? And see that you who is observing, you are there all the time, only observing. It is the emotions. They are changing. One time it is happiness, one time it is sadness, one time it is anger, one time it is love. The emotions are changing. But you, you are aware of the emotions. And see that as one that is aware of the emotion, you are all the time only aware. But the thing you are aware of, the emotions you are aware of, they are changing, not you. You are just there, aware, all the time, the same. Check.
Maybe some emotions are difficult to experience. Maybe some are pleasant. But you, who is experiencing them, you stay the same, you only experience. But what you experience, whether it is sadness or happiness, this changes. But you, the experiencer, you stay the same. You're just aware, you're just aware, you're just observing the different emotions. And then think of uh, something nice, create a nice emotion, some expansion. And then take a deep breath, and when you feel ready, open your eyes. Okay, are you able to create different emotions? No? Sometimes it's difficult. Mm -hmm. Then it comes so quickly for me. Yes, then uh, it's only a matter of uh, being trained in that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if you need, if you want to experience it on your own pace, just do it slower. Mm -hmm. Because here we are in the group, I like take a general pace. But then just you could create slowly the happiness and the stay with it. And then when you feel ready, create sadness and this. Uh, other people managed? To create different emotions? So-so. Yes. Hmm? Well, yeah, it's a matter of practicing. Uh, did you see that all of them are different? Some, they create this expansion in the system. Some create this contraction in the system. Very good. Were you able to see that you were the one aware of the emotions? Okay. Are you that was aware? Were you changing or only the emotions were changing? Huh? What do you think? Mm -hmm. Huh? The body changed because we experienced the emotion, but you that were was observing, you stay the same? Were you able to see it? Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, we are the one that observe the emotions. We are the one that aware aware of the emotions, but we, the emotions are the one that are changing. So one time we are aware of happiness and it's all over the system. And then one time we are aware of sadness and it's all over the system. And one time we are aware of anger and it's all over the system. But we are the ones that are aware, we stay the same, we are only aware. It is the emotions that are, they are the emotions that change. So, this is something we have to realize. Because usually, we think we are the emotions. And we say, I am happy, I am sad. But it's not that I am happy and I am sad. I am aware of happiness in the system. I am aware of sadness in the system. I am aware this is correct. But the things we are aware of, they are many, they are different, they are changing all the time. They have different nature than us. Uh, if you have this knowledge that you are different than your emotions, that emotions change all the time, but you are constant, you are stable, how is this can, going to influence your daily life? In what way? Give example, something. You can accept your emotions. You can accept them? Uh -huh. Very good, why? Because you know they build us. 
Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Then we don't need to fight them anymore. We don't need to fight the the difficult emotions because we know they will pass. And what about the nice emotions? Same. What do we try to do with nice, pleasant emotions? Yeah. Very good. We try to hold them. Can we hold them? No. And twice. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and how much suffering is there when we try to hold nice emotions and they escape? But when we know that emotions are temporary, finally we can live all of them. Finally we can feel all of them. We don't need to reject the unpleasant ones. We don't need to hold to the nice ones. What does it remind you from yesterday? Rejecting what is unpleasant and holding what is pleasant. Where did we see it? Remember in the kleshas? One before? Uh, that we are, uh, uh, our uh, action in the samsara is this, that we try to hold the pleasant and we try to reject what is unpleasant. But now that we know the nature of it to change, then we are no longer bound by this automatic actions and we can be free there and we will see free in what way very good but mm-hmm. calmness is also a, an emotion yeah or boredom or yes like being normal mm-hmm. not thinking about anything happy or mm-hmm. yes and, yes and all of this is temporary that emotion you don't like like it mm-hmm. you don't know what to do mm-hmm all of them are going to pass anyway so you cannot stay calm forever you cannot stay angry forever you cannot stay nothing forever even these moments when it's like nothing it's not going to stay like this it's going to change and then you stop bother about what you feel it can you just you just like uh, watch it like a movie Okay, so now I'm sad and before I was happy and now I'm angry and later I will be hungry. And like this all the day I'm going to be aware of different things that are happening. And then we can be free of that, we can feel it. It is going to be there but it's not going to decide our actions. And we will see later according to what we are going to act. And this will be our freedom of action. But if we all the time have to act according to what we feel, it's not always useful. Many times... For example, uh, I don't know, I need to do something and I feel I don't want to do it. If I act according to this feeling that I don't want to do it, I will not do it and I miss something because this thing that I need to do but don't want to do can be something very useful for me. And then if I know that this feeling that I don't want to do it is going to pass and that it is different than me and that I can experience it but it's not me, then I can still do what I need to do even if I don't want to do it. Is it going to be useful? Yeah, very much. Okay, or many times, uh, you know, we are angry with a person, but still we have to communicate with him. And then if I always, when I'm angry, I stop talking to people, is this useful? Not always. Sometimes it, I can be angry and still communicate because I need to do some project with this person, or maybe this person is my mother. I don't know. <laughs> okay? So you will see the freedom you will have. And uh, when we try to change what we feel all the time, it's a lot of work. Because it's all the time going to change. So people that are, uh, are not uh, willing to feel unpleasant feelings, they are not willing to be sad, they are not willing to feel depression or fear and things like this, they don't do a lot of things. For example, fear is, uh, we talked a little bit yesterday about it, it's a big issue. For example, if I, uh, for a person that uh, 
does not allow himself to feel fear, he will uh, stop doing a lot of things. He will stop uh, flying maybe, and he will stop driving, and he will stop eventually to go out of the house. Because the minute he goes out of the house, he feels, he feels uh, fear. But um, if he knows that he can feel fear, and this doesn't influence him, and this is temporary and changing, then he will be able to do everything together with the fear. He will be able to drive with the fear, he will be able to communicate with other people, to go in relationship, to fly, everything. Uh, he will be free to choose what he wants to do. Can you see it in your life and other people's life? So uh, this is the idea. And then finally, we are able to feel everything. Today, it's like we are choosing only one part of life. We want to feel only the pleasant feelings and we don't want to feel all the unpleasant feeling and it's like we are dividing life into half but uh, can life be divided into half can we guarantee that we are going to only feel pleasant feelings emotions nobody can do it life uh, by its nature is full of everything the expansion and the contraction and then when we understand that we are the observers finally we can feel everything and finally our life becomes complete and we are free to act according to what we want. All right? Questions? Okay. So, uh, we have done samyama. We have done investigation into the nature of things. And we've discovered that there is one thing that is constant. That this is us. We are the observer. We are the awareness. This unchanging uh, awareness and all the things that we will be aware of they are all the time changing they're all the time temporary there is not one thing that we can be aware of that will stay there forever everything that you will ever experience will have the passing nature even the most horrible um, experiences like uh, losing somebody you know this pain this uh, you know this feeling that it's impossible to feel this uh, loss but also this loss is a temporary feeling is not there all the time it can come maybe many times during the day and it can look at it as if it is there all the time but actually it only comes up sometimes and then it goes away and for a moment it is replaced by something else and then a person that knows this will be able to live the life and lose people because what happen, What can we do? Sometimes it happens and keep on living. But a person that cannot feel this uh, horrible feeling of loss, eventually they suicide on the grave of the child or something because they cannot bear this feeling. And um, so uh, the more we have this knowledge about the, the nature of all temporary things, the more we, uh, we can experience everything in life and we realize more and more than that we are only the experiencers. And this is the Viveka Kyati to understand this big difference between us and the everything else. And that we come to uh, the place of aware action of Karma Yoga. Because eventually all this knowledge uh, is only important or relevant or changing our life when we put it into action when we start to act according to it. Um, so one simple example. Um, 
this uh, again one emotion that is uh, people deal a lot with in these days is uh, depression. Probably you have uh, maybe yourself went through periods of depression, or maybe you know other people that were dealing with depression. And uh, when you ask a person with depression how long he's been depressed, what will he say? Forever, Forever. all the time. Okay, this is wrong knowledge. Okay, because if they look closely, they will see that even the feeling of depression is a temporary feeling during the day. Although it comes up many times during the day and it seems as if it is constant, actually when we look like with a microscope, we will see that uh, it's coming and going, that one thing is the feeling of depression and then uh, the thought, I want to kill myself. <laughs> but the thought, I want to kill myself, is already different from the feeling of depression. Okay, or when they, uh, I don't know, when suddenly there is some noise or something is distracting their attention, their mind, uh, they will realize that in that moment, this short moment, the depression is not there. So, uh, when we work with people with depression, one of the things we want to show them is how temporary depression is, although it seems that it is all the time there. And then, together with the depression, they can act uh, in uh, an aware way, in a conscious way in life. Uh, in a, when we are uh, not aware, what will the depression make us do? Nothing. Nothing, exactly. We just stay in bed and we do, do nothing. We cannot even shower, we cannot even cook, we cannot do nothing. This is when we are completely identified with the depression and we think it is like this forever and the most people, they will also think that they will never... It was, it's never going to change, not only that it is not changing, but it is never going to change. But then, uh, if a person, mostly it's better that he was already practicing before, you know, so he will be able to see, because in the depression it's very hard to see something, but if he is able to see that he is aware of the depression and there is this temporary nature in depression and it is coming and going, and he is different than this, he will realize that he can still act in a useful way. And then with the depression, he can uh, get out of bed and he can do something small or he can take a walk in nature and he can take a shower or eat something. And um, slowly, slowly, uh, with this uh, continuing to do these actions, the actions will influence the state of the mind and then he will see that uh, more and more how the depression is temporary and how the mind is changing and the ability to act will grow and eventually uh, what will decide how the life will look will not be the depression but the action that this person is taking because it is eventually the actions, we talked about it, the actions that decide our life, that make our life and not what we feel or what we think. And uh, with this example with depression is uh, I've seen it many times, many times uh, happening to people and I saw also how when they use this knowledge it is very helpful and, and one more thing about this is um, many people with depression they are very afraid of the next time that depression is going to come back even if they step out of it they, are very, they have a lot of fear if it's going to come back but if a person understood the temporary nature of depression and that he is different than the depression. Will he fear the next time depression will come? Hmm? 
no, no reason to fear anymore because he already knows that depression is temporary. And he already knows that the depression doesn't influence him, doesn't change him. He is only the one that is aware of the feeling of depression. And so even the fear for depression coming for next time is not going to be there. And this will be the freedom of this person to feel depression when it comes and still act free in the world and to also be without depression when it is not there and to continue acting uh, free in the world. Um, it is a, yeah, a very useful method to work with uh, these uh, difficult emotions like um, depression, anxiety, and uh, disturbing thoughts, all of this. Any questions? So you hmm? only stay in the feeling, in emotion. You don't ask why I am de depressed. Uh -huh. Why I am sad? What is behind that? Uh -huh. Yeah, feeling? no, the yoga doesn't uh, go so much to investigate why, because it says everything in our life influences the present moment. We have a long past, we cannot say why. For example, uh, uh, yeah, in uh, let's say there is some kind of a situation and it makes me feel sad, and I say it is because my father did this and this to me. Just for example, but. Even if my father this and this and did that and this to me, in that, that moment in the past, there were, again, so many factors influencing. Maybe it was this day that it was also raining, and also my mother was involved, and also the teacher, and there was a lot of things there. So to go and say one thing that decides how we feel now is, uh, for the yoga, not necessary. What is necessary is to understand the nature of feelings. And then when we understand the nature of feeling, because we will be free to feel everything, I don't need to solve them. Uh, in many Western, like psychology, they try to solve bad feelings. As if it is, as if it is possible to live without sadness, or it is a problem to be sad, or it is a problem to be afraid. In yoga, nothing of this is a problem, as long as we are free. And when we are free, when we know our true nature, and when we are free to act in the world, you understand? And then it's a, it's much more quick, uh, it's a quicker uh, process because we don't have to go and investigate the past or try to change something we are feeling. We only have to realize, do this samyama, this investigation, and then put it into action. It is very quick and very nice and very efficient. <laughs> uh, more questions? Okay, so uh, we, fin we end this uh, session here. We have another session in half an hour. Then we will talk a little bit more about the karma yoga, the action in life, exactly how to choose it. And what does it mean to fulfill the purpose? What is our purpose? And then we reach the kaivalya. All right? So uh, thank, you. thank you. And see you in half an hour at 12.